Hello, welcome to Love, Food, Hate, Money. My understanding is there's gonna be some first timers and welcome backs. I'll keep it short and sweet for the welcome back so you don't have to hear the whole rigmarole. Um, but this is the podcast where we're gonna talk about how much Courtney and I love food and uh, hate money in the process of it. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jonah. This is Courtney. Hey. And let's jump right in with the drink this evening. Uh, we are having 2021 Dos Cabezas uh, Sparkling Pink Can. The fun wine seasonal release. It sells out real fast after they release it. And it's delicious. You can take it with you uh, at all parks and stuff like that because it's in a can. That's fun. <laughs> Canned wine's great. This is what I, when someone says crushable wine, like this is what I think of. Like I could get hammer wasted on this wine. Really fast. Because you like crushing cans against your head. Yeah, because I'm a maniac. Yeah, true. <laughs> Those drunken rages or you're smashing cans. <laughs> Not confused. With I the... would get so injured. <sighs> I think if you try to smash a can against your head, that would be... A bad time. A hospital visit, probably. <laughs> you probably concuss yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you had an update for us from uh, a long time ago, episode one. <laughs> so many moons um yeah the so we recently got discovery plus shout out discovery plus and we've been going through all of their uh like random like food network shows and stuff like that because we talked about it a little bit like we both grew up watching that stuff so it's been nice and nostalgic the classics greatest hits baby especially diners drive-ins and dives which i've watched five seasons of in a week <laughs> yeah literally the fact that I can fall asleep to that as background noise, I think, is kind of bad. That means it's just like Guy Fieri whispering sweet nothings in my dreams. <laughs> what more could you want, though? I mean, honestly. Taking me on a trip to Flavortown. <laughs> um, but yeah, in season three, episode two, we talked a little bit about how I started talking on food radio shows as a kid. And we we're watching this show, and they're in Arizona. And I was like, oh, I've heard of the pits again. Like, I went there like during radio remotes. And you were like, oh, like, that's cool enough. And then in the background, because we were eating while it was on, I heard a voice and I was like, wait, what? No. And it was uh, Kim and Don were on the actual like Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives episode. So if anyone is curious what they look like. <laughs> what they looked like. That was a while ago. Yeah. Was it 2007 or 2008? I think it was 2007. Oof. So. Time has passed. Gets the point across. Well, and it, we looked them up, too, because they had a Facebook page. It was all that was basically left of the radio show, and they haven't been active since 2015. So if anybody knows where Kim and Don is, we're, we care deeply about their safety. You're going to put them on the milk carton boxes? <laughs> Do you think they actually caught any caught any children? Did they, did they catch any children? Yeah, if you put pictures of a child on a milk box, did they catch them? Did they ever... <laughs> Were they ever not missing? Oh, I just, we need to unpack that at a later time. I don't think you understand what the point of that was. Well, so you could find them. Yeah, not not catch them? I feel they've been found and they've been caught. I've played games. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the success rate of that was, to be honest. That's a great question. We'll have to look that up. But um, this was a big weekend for us. Been together a long time, baby. So this weekend, we celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. We're coming up on being together for nine years, which is just, it's too long. It's a long time. 
We've done a lot of things. We've had a lot of food and we've spent a lot of money. We spent a lot of money this weekend. Um, we thought it would be fun this time around to talk about celebration meals. Because mm-hmm. I think I think anniversaries are a good time to spend way too much freaking money on, on eating out. That's been our history. All but one year. That was last year too, which I think is funny. We well, I think if so, we'll kind of go back through like where we've eaten for our anniversary. We will leave out one because the meal was bad, and I don't want to like. <laughs> Let's not put shame on the local people. Yeah. Also, I, we'll reference like the gist of it and why we didn't enjoy it. Right. Like it wasn't like they didn't try to serve us good food. It's just... they might not have. <laughs> It just, that may have been the problem, it though. It was not up to our expectations, and that's always a hard thing. But year one, we were going to do 50 and 50. The 50 and 50 goal. That failed miserably. Um, we did good one year. We had a 100% <laughs> success rate, and then and immediate then, failure. No. So 50 and 50 was going to be every year for anniversary, we were going to go to a new state. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be it. We were, we were going to be married for 50 years. After that, we were going to be like, that's it. We've done it. Been fun. We've seen it all. The joke is over. No <laughs> U.S. territories. Those don't count. They don't get to vote. <laughs> Political hot takes. Political hot takes. <laughs> so our first year. Doesn't even go here. <laughs> our first anniversary, we went to New Mexico. And I remember when we were planning that trip, everyone was like, Ew. Why do you want to go there? That's so gross. That's a bad place. They talked about it like the Shadowlands and uh, Lion King. Like <laughs> the entire state was the where the light did not touch. And I'm like, we live in Arizona already. Like, New Mexico can't be worse. I think they're still ahead of us in education, actually. So if anything, they're better than us. At least smarter. <laughs> but not smarter than a fifth grader. So we ended up going to a restaurant called Farm and Table, um, which was... I remember the food being really good. Mm-hmm. Even though that was forever and a half ago. And it was a super cute location. It was a restaurant on a farm. But one of the things that made that meal so memorable is that we would have been 20, yep. both of us at the time. And because we got married as babies at 19. As one is to do in the <laughs> church. <laughs> and I remember the server was just treating us like babies and like that's such a pet peeve for me when like the server profiles you before you've even like opened your mouth Mm -hmm. and like for you as a server is that something that you've done um so no like i give everyone the benefit of the doubt it's usually they have to open their mouth first before i'm like here we go (laughs) they have to order some wrestling you know, you order the wrestling or I guess there's a few like cues where you can be like, well, this is not going to go well. Like if they come in and like their kid is on the iPad and just kind of like swaying back and forth and like already making a show out of it. Usually I'm like, well, this is not going to be the easiest table to serve in the, a fine dining context. But I feel like for the most part, like there are very few and far between moments where there's going to be people that are going to spend that much more money. So like treat them all well. Right. And also, like, don't treat people well because they're going to spend money. Yeah, it's just common decency. Just, like, do your job well all the time? Question mark? Maybe. I do remember him being like, mm, the children have come out to dinner. <laughs> they're just sitting there like, hi. 
Well, and it was so awkward, too, because I think at that time when I had made the reservation, like I had said, it was our anniversary. He's yeah. like, oh, it's their anniversary of dating for one week. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly was. Yeah. And I remember I was thinking about this the other day. The reason that the service and like changed in the middle of the meal was you had like pointed out like a typo on the menu about the spelling of whatever kind of pork there was. And like from there, he was like, oh, these are food people. And I was like, I have to be nice to this nerd. (laughs) He's like, why do we have to prove ourselves to you, person? That was a good meal. I remember the pork there being very good. I actually, I pulled up their menu today. They still have like a pork chop on the menu. I don't think it's the exact same thing that we had. Funny because that's what we just had most recently. So I'm pretty (laughs) sure that our anniversary meal is just overpriced pork chops. (laughs) <laughs> the only common thread. And then uh, the second year, we went to a restaurant that does not exist anymore. Rip. Um, which, and that restaurant specifically was a go to spot for us for a long time. And to the point where I ended up working there mm-hmm. on weekends for a little bit until it closed due to unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> Yes, not having money is an unfortunate circumstance when you're a business. Not paying your staff and doing your taxes is an unfortunate. (laughs) Doing taxes is helpful. Yeah. It was not for them. But I remember like that meal was obviously like one of our favorites because we kept going back there and we became good friends with the bartenders. And like we were there probably what, four nights a week when we worked our office jobs. Mm, that was like a uh, would be an exceptional week if we were there four times, but at least two. Yeah, I feel like we were never there four times a week consistently. But that was a good spot. It's where we learned all about cocktails and cocktail bar culture, and that was like our our spot. Mm-hmm. And we've got to see three, but ten, one of them has already left the industry. But two really fantastic bartenders, like really lean into it and like hit their stride as far as like the Arizona scene and like Mm -hmm. seeing them kind of move on and what they've done in their careers has been really fun. I'm hoping we can get both of them to (laughs) come on the show at some point. Talk to them about cocktails and what it was like to work at a place that didn't pay their taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the third year we got back on track for Gifford 50 and 50. We, we went to Vegas and that was the first time we had been to Vegas Bright lights, big city, baby. We were 21, finally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked going there because that's where the Taco Bell Cantina was, and you got to get the alcoholic Baja Blast Freezy in the in the yard that we had, like, as a memento for years for no reason other than it was a yard from a Taco Bell, and that's a thing to have. And nothing is more confusing to me than a Taco Bell that has a live DJ. That was really deeply upsetting to me. It was loud. That place was off the rails. But um, we ate at a lot of great restaurants on that trip. But specifically on our anniversary, we ate at Morimoto's restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what hotel that's in. Uh, Is it the MGM Grand? I think so. I don't remember. But the meal was great. Like, I think I was a little hesitant to go eat, like, the chef name resort restaurants because... There's a little bit of a, like, if the chef's not there, can they actually, like, cook to their standards? Sure. And also, like, it's just slapping up 
brand attached to it, and that's not exactly good food make. Right. But I would say, like, I was really impressed. I thought that was a great meal. Yeah. I don't remember it anything, like, specific that we had. The one that stands out for me was the pork belly and the congee. That was a really great dish. Pork again, baby. <laughs> Bunch of pig people. <laughs> I, I didn't make that connection. That's really funny. Um, That was also the first time we had been served the chocolate dome with the fire alcohol to burn it for dessert. Oh, yeah. And that's to me, is such a comical dessert because it's just show. It does not add any good flavor. Um, Flair's flavor. That's really the motto, baby. Flair's flavor. So you're really into TGI Friday's like bartending then? Yes. TGI Friday's speed bartending is the way. It's the flair that you savor. The fla- flavor. The flavor. Oh my God. That, so that was, was a really, really good one. one. Yeah. I, that trip was also really fun because we ate at um, Momofuku in the Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. In Milk Bar. But we, we were talking to the staff at Momofuku and we were like, so what's, what's Dave really like? And they were like, the guy's a maniac. <laughs> Which is to be expected. Like, I expected nothing less. Yeah, like that is when somebody is that well known and like has worked as hard as they have to get somewhere. Like, yeah, I think they get a little bit of license to be an asshole and make sure that their food is being served the way they want it to. I wonder how helpful that is. It's. I don't think it's ever helpful to be an ass <laughs> to your staff. <laughs> I hope not. But I mean, it had to have been effective at one point because like that's what the industry is based on is. If I yell at you louder, then you will go faster. If I throw this hot saute pan at you, you will probably respect me more. Pretty respectable thing. (laughs) Assault (laughs) in the flaming hot pan. So at this point, that puts us at 2019. So the last year before the Great War. The last year, baby. We, this is the one we're not going to name. It is a local restaurant um, and it's. That been is, around for a long time. I, I mean, it's, I feel like it opened in the 2010s. I don't feel like it was that. Oh, yeah. Well, we have Google, so we can know. Well, you can work on that, and I'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> it was a... I can't remember like how we came across and decided, like, this is a spot, but it was a... 2001. 2001. Oh, wow. That's a... It's a long time. Hashtag never forget. Um, hmm. <laughs> it was... A steakhouse, and but well, we had a tasting menu. It, yeah, it was a steakhouse with a tasting menu. We were like, "This is it," and we'd heard a lot of good things about it. And it was all food. It was probably like the oh, it least... closed in twenty nineteen. Oh, <laughs> wow! She gone. That wasn't even the pandemic that killed her. Um, that's really funny. Well, still won't name names in case. You know, I don't. Can, I don't think it's fair feelings. to like just smash somebody's legacy because we didn't have one good meal. Like if we'd eaten there a dozen times, it was always bad. Like I feel like that gives you some license, but like I remember getting like a weird seafood tower that was like so many flowers. There was a lot of edible flowers or not edible flowers. I don't even know. It was obnoxious and too too showy. No substance. Yes, they did not have the flavor. Flavor. Yeah, and then that one, I think the the roughest part of that meal was the pasta course. I remember the pasta being underdone, and I want to say it was served with, like, if 
bison and it was like i remember it being bad i don't remember there being protein maybe there wasn't i we I know we had a meat course that was like bison or buffalo but the pasta was undercooked and it had no seasoning and it was just such a bummer because we had really like built that place up in our minds and then that one probably delivered the least in regards to value where we were just like all right we're gonna we saved up our money we're gonna have an extra expensive celebration meal and we did it and we were like well that that was like 50 happy incidents at taco bell <laughs> that we just squandered yeah as far as meals i think that was probably what 250 dollars for the both of us with tip which range. still doesn't top our list for most expensive anniversary meal no, that was the most recent one but before we get to that one um there's two more mm-hmm. so 2020 our anniversary is in april so nothing's open fortunately we live down the street from a fantastic restaurant called ghost ranch mm-hmm. and they were doing takeout and we got really awesome burgers and i would say as far as value goes that was our best that one was great because they were also able to do uh, to go alcohol sales here in the here in the desert and so we got to they have uh, had great froze so we had got like a 32 ounce styrofoam cup a la new orleans of washy goodness freezy alcohol and it was a great meal their burgers so good comically good considering it was a or is a like southwest food restaurant where they're like tacos and quesadillas and all of these like tasty mexican food plates and then it's like yep the burger though Mm-hmm. Oh, we got takeout from them probably like five or six times during that like first six months of the pandemic. Yeah, like a once a month thing. It was good. So good. And then this one cracked me up because for 2021, I was like, where did we go? Like, I don't remember. And I was going back through my Instagram because that's how I keep track of everything is like I just posted on there as like a journal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care if anybody pays attention to it. I'm just Dear like, diary. This is what we everyone ate. sees. If you care, I don't I don't know. But I made chicken parmesan <laughs> at home. That was good. Um that same month we I like three or four days before our anniversary, we ate at Shift up in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. That was a great meal. And that was not cheap. And then later, I want to say it was like the end of April or the first week of may we also ate at kai which is not a cheap meal so i think it was appropriate that we stayed home and had chicken parmesan (laughs) and then we had to stay home and eat chicken parmesan a lot more often (laughs) and then we also went to uh platform 18 Mm, yeah we we saved up all our, our food monies and we got cocktails cocktails instead 90 minute slapstick i think that the Century Grand Building is a good concept, but it is terrible because it definitely encourages drinking hard and fast. Yeah, because with that time limit, you're like, well, shit, I got to drink as much and try as much as I can. I would like to have everything. So I'm going to drink a cocktail every 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 
but their drinks are great. I I love the attention to detail in their concepts. It's just so beautiful and such a fun experience. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to last night. It was a good meal. It was a great meal. So we we went and tried a spot that was it's new-ish. I think it's been open maybe a month. A couple months, I think. But yeah, it's but still newer. New to us. Uh, we went to Sotis, which is a another restaurant by the people who did Restaurant Progress, which is uh, one of my favorites. I think their food is just phenomenal. I feel like we've gone to there on Valentine's. Like that's another spot that we go to for like occasions. Oh yeah. So that's the one where bad things happened to me afterwards. Uh, Do you remember? <laughs> no. So the last time we ate at Progress, we we ordered almost the whole menu. Like I think it was three of us. I think we spent. Oh yeah. We spent probably like six hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> Afterwards, we stopped at a store to pick something up, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I did not tell you why. (laughs) I do remember. Unfortunately, when you eat that much and you drink that much. Drinks. um, Drinks. (laughs) Sometimes it, it comes back up. And do you remember what I said to you? Yeah, because we we had in that meal and caviar and champagne and uni and it was very rich and you just uh, when you actually told me what was going on you're just like i'm a fat goose (laughs) i was so disappointed in myself that i threw up that much money love food throw up money (laughs) that's the spinoff show that was a lot i mean i almost said that yesterday though we were excessive. So Sotis, I think, again, we got pretty close to half the menu. Which for two people is too much in case anyone's keeping score. Well, it doesn't help that we ate like two loaves of bread just to kick off the meal. Yeah, we started off each with our own baguette, as one is to do. (laughs) We did that. Um, Their tartare was phenomenal. We did the... They did have a good amount of acid and like caber brine inside of the actual like tartar mixture so it was super rich and acidic and it went great with the quarter of my baguette <laughs> we did you had the deviled eggs yes we did the escargot which it was funny because before we went there I was hanging out with a, a friend in the morning and we, we were talking about like the meal so we looked up the menu and saw the deviled eggs and we were like trying to figure out like how how are they serving deviled eggs? And then, like, there was a picture of it on the website. It was, you know, three halves, which made me laugh because, like, you have to serve odd numbers on the plate like that. Like, you don't want yeah, four smart. deviled eggs. But then, like, there's one half of a deviled egg out there and the <laughs> eighth are just without its friend. And I, there was something really dumb about that that made me happy. Or it's yeah. just, he lost his friend. Yeah. And then, for me, I think the standout of the meal and maybe this isn't like says too much about me but the the onion soup or most people know it as french onion soup but it was a french restaurant so they didn't need to clarify that it was just soup (laughs) but it was just like the most perfect version of onion soup and it just made me so happy it was very good it was very rich and sweet and cheesy Mm, that's good stuff 
And then the cocktails, I like the spot because they have the like aperitif program. So they do like half size cocktails with low ABV that were like six bucks is like just a way to start the meal. I almost wish we had ordered more of them as like intermezzos. <laughs> Not that we needed more, but yeah, we we did fine getting to about four hundred dollars without without adding more <laughs> drinks. We spent enough there that they sent us out a a quote sotis moment, which was just like here's a digestive thanks for spending a lot of money which was nice <laughs> well and also like our server was like super fun like he was super nice and like he he caught on really fast to what we were doing and what we were about <laughs> lots of eating <sighs> and it was funny too because the we sat on the patio which was gorgeous for the weather right now it but a it's perfect, a perfect evening it's a tiny little like bistro table and trying <laughs> to navigate that table was pretty intense oh yeah it was a lot of plates on probably a table that was like a diameter of two feet it reminded me of just like a serving tray i have definitely had to carry larger serving trays <laughs> like when i worked at the hotel or like any of the any banquet service you're banquet gonna have a bigger tray the, those large ovals like that large oval is larger than the table we were sitting at and i yeah. think we ordered like eight dishes that came out over four and a half courses because that's just what there was space there for. Because we had cocktails, glasses, and we had wine glasses, and we had two different water bottles and water glasses. We were having a good time, though. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one of the really cool things that I don't think I've seen at other restaurant do, at least recently, is the Sunday roast where they had like a wood fire set up out front where it was like here's this meat menu and so of course we got a pork chop <laughs> pork chops baby um which if you look at a pork chop and don't think that's a nice celebration meal you're you're missing out <laughs> and then um of course we had to get the croak croak madame which is just that was good that was super salty so good i i really love food that's like salted within an inch of its life like that's perfect for me like when I eat at a restaurant that's what I want to eat is like this is seasoned to a tea mm -hmm. and that sandwich was it for me and then eating half of it left over this morning while we were hungover was the right call yes because then we went from there and we went out to a cocktail bar and then we went from the cocktail bar to a wine bar and then at the wine bar we were just going to hang out for a moment and then things got it crazy and then we had a a, a friend that was like that moment's going to last a little bit longer now. <laughs> but I think um, I think as far as that cocktail bar claw, I think we'll have to take more time to talk about it because of what they're doing is really exciting and their drinks are so good. Mm -hmm. They did an excellent job across the board. And again, cool people. I think that's what makes it for me. Like now when we go out, like there's a lot of foods at this point where I'm like, oh, I, I can make a version of this at home that will scratch the itch. But I think going out and having the great service is, like, why it's fun to go out. Yeah, I think that we're at a point in the industry. It was interesting because I was talking with um, one of the owners of uh, the restaurant that I work at. And he was talking about how, you know, for the first 15 years of his career, it was being hyper aware of everything that's going on around and like everything that's going wrong more so than anything like sure. not being able to and enjoy a meal because they're 
doing XYZ part of the process, Ron, but you get to a point where you just like mellow out about it. And I think that's like the sweet spot where it's just like, no, I'm there to have the meal with the person I'm there with or like the the company. Like I'm there to enjoy the company and it's nice to have great food and drinks with company. Yeah. It's about pouring the kava. All about the kava. <laughs> but like it's about the the actual the community aspect. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the point where I don't notice things that are wrong. I feel like I've done a pretty good job recently. Like there that is, there's a real thing of being in the industry and just like, oh, this was done wrong. Oh, they could have done that better. Oh yeah. And just seeing all the like the steps of service flaws or the way this was plated would make more sense if it was this or this was under seasoned or this was over seasoned. I think we're very attuned to those things, but it, when you can just go somewhere and just enjoy it, like that's a restaurant that's like doing the work. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> so I can say that chili slaps, but I can't sing a mouse song. No mouse songs on this podcast. That makes a lot of sense. Good thing I don't think I sang it even to the correct tempo or tune. So <laughs> you have to sing it the way your grandpa sings it. Let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think I'm really excited about being through the pandemic because, I mean, we technically we've had a lot of anniversaries in the pandemic. And now that we're on the other side of that, it's like, let's go. We can get back on track for 50 and 60, maybe. At this point, it's going to have to be like 50 and 20 because they're just going to have to hit multiple states <laughs> during different portions. And also are more of summer trip people just because of the way that. With the way the industry works, especially in Arizona being snowbird territory, you got to travel when it's hot here because nobody wants to be here, mm -hmm. which turns out we might be going to Thailand this summer because I was drunk and almost bought tickets last night. <laughs> yes, you were very, it was funny because you were like, no, those tickets are expensive. And then I was like, yeah, but lodging is going to be like cheaper than going to anywhere in the United States and you're like we can stay at a hotel a, a five star hotel for $30 a night <sighs> yeah and we'll see where we end up on that because we we talked about New York this summer we talked about Portland we talked about Chicago because we have friends in all those places but and all those places are good food cities and since we're food tourists it's it's the only thing we care about we could care less about sightseeing that's not what we're going for I care about sightseeing, but I do want to eat the site. <laughs> eat it on site? On site, baby. <laughs> so I guess we'll see where we end up on that. I think that'll be really fun um, as we plan our vacation this summer and where we end up. Hopefully we get a couple stories out of it. If anything, we'll spend too much money. Yes. And on that note, I think the last table is getting up. <laughs> so it's time to start stacking chairs and get out of this restaurant. Is this a restaurant or church? <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, the same energy. Yeah. Oh, man. Although I, the churches definitely pay less. Less. Just saying something. But, uh, yeah, I think I think we're good to go. I think we get to lock up. That puts us all all in for the night at the last table and now it's just time to keep rolling on so we're gonna get out of here and 
look forward to hopefully seeing you all again at some point in the future. Thank you for listening. This has been Love, Food, Hate, Money. Bye. Bye. This podcast has original music and editing done by John Watkins of Feathered Fiction Studios. Thanks, John. Thank you.